Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Found the Minneapolis Police Department engaged in a pattern of pract- and practice of racial discrimination against black people and organizations over a 10-year period. It found they created fake social media accounts to follow people and organizations like the Urban League Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. The president of the Urban League Twin Cities joins us. um, We don't have him yet. He joins us every Tuesday, Stephen Belton, because we want to talk about this. He wrote a fabulous op-ed piece in the Star Tribune today. You can find it on the last page of the front section where the title is Culture of Racism is no surprise. And I get that, Paul. You know, I think that while the report, as shocking and appalling as it is, it certainly wasn't a surprise to people of color and minorities because they have been experiencing, they have been living with this. They know that driving while black will get you pulled over. They know that, you know, spitting on the sidewalk uh, will get you pulled over when, or, or will, will, will get you questioned by the police, even if that doesn't happen to white people who do the same offense. So that we they have been living that reality. Mm-hmm. So while the rest of us, it might have been shocking to read in print, they know that is the truth. Uh, Stephen Belton from he is the president and CEO of the Urban League Twin Cities joins us on the John Schuster Hotline now. Uh, welcome once again, Stephen, to the show. Hey, Stephen. Thanks, Greta. Hey, how are you? Yeah, we read your piece. We read your piece, and. Um, Again, not surprised. We covered this heavily last week, but apparently Urban League Twin Cities was one of the organizations that was followed by, I guess, fake social media accounts of the MPD. Were you personally followed? Um, Don't know, Jordana. There's no, we haven't been able to unpack so far what exactly happened. What we know is what was in the report, which is that the Minneapolis, excuse me, the Minnesota Department of Human Rights uh, found evidence that uh, Minneapolis Police Department officials, we don't know if they were uh, officers or patrol people, uh, were creating um, fake social media accounts. And apparently they attempted to influence or to contact or to, uh, you know, to uh, you know, manipulate uh, the Urban League as well as the NAACP in the course of doing that. And uh, so we don't know. They also mentioned uh, the State Department of Human Rights that uh, after they had done their investigation that the social media accounts were erased um, or eliminated or, you know, deleted. And so we're not able to, you know, to find specific evidence, but we are reaching out to the department to find out 
what, if anything, they uh, what more they might be able to tell us and share, and whether they were specific uh, individuals targeted or whether they were just going after the organization uh, in general. Well, Stephen, you wrote a powerful op-ed, and I just want to read something you said. This institutional pattern and practice of MPD can only be described as an unchecked culture of racism enabled by department and elected leaders who've been unwilling or unable to control or hold them accountable. You go on later in the op-ed to say courts can't change culture, justice can't be negotiated. As Minneapolis continues to talk about what to do uh, with the police department, how do we change the culture, how do we reform, at the same time we're trying to add more cops to the beat and attract, you know, a new department uh, head, um, what, where does your brain go in terms of what comes next based on uh, what we've learned from uh, MDHR, the Minnesota Department of Human Rights? How does that flavor the next step? Well, I think you've, uh, the other point that I try to make in the commentary of Paul and Jordana is that this isn't, an, it's no longer, we can no longer see this as an instance of a rogue cop or two that, you know, Derek Chauvin was, you know, just an outlier and that these kind of incidents uh, are, are, you know, exceptions to the rule. Uh, this is a culture um, of racist policing. Now, I, I need to add that not everybody who's on the Minneapolis Police Department, never, not everybody who is a, is a cop or who wears the blue is a racist. That is not what I'm saying, and that's not what this report indicates. But it does clearly indicate that we have a culture of racism and racist practices that are not only um, implemented or carried out, but are tolerated or looked the other way by supervisors and by the political leadership. They have known about this stuff for a long time. So it begins, you ask Paul, what do we do next? It begins with acknowledging that this is a cultural practice, that it is a pattern in practice, that it is institutional-wide, and that our leaders have known about it for years. Second, we need to hold people accountable for doing it. We need to hold our elected officials accountable, but also need to hold accountable the police leadership. Um, they have the capacity. They have the tools already. I will be the first to say that we could certainly strengthen the laws and the regulations, but they have the capacity now to address these incidents of racist policing when they happen, uh, and they need to be held accountable for doing that. We need a dashboard so that we can know what exactly they are doing and who they are holding accountable and how they're doing it. Uh, but we don't have that information now. And third, we need the community to weigh in on this, to say, look, to the extent that the police department believes that these racist practices uh, that they're doing, which include name-calling, for crying out loud, you know, calling, you know, using the N-word and calling even other police officers using these racist name-calling there. It includes such horrendous acts as that, uh, Paul and Jordana. We need to say that's not acceptable. We need to say as a community, Remember that we expect of our leaders, you need to change this culture of practice, uh, pattern and practice right now. No waiting. You need to do it now. So, Stephen, are you saying that former Chief Madari Arredondo, former Chief Janae Harto, um, Betsy Hodges, Mayor Fry, are you say are you saying they are were all aware of these practices and they allowed it? I'm not saying it. Minnesota Department of Human Rights is saying it. They're saying it. So this report, to be clear, captured a 10-year period of time from 2010 to 2020. 
there were three mayors during that time. Uh, they were R.T. Rybeck, Betsy Hodges, and Jacob Fry. And then we also had three police chiefs. And that report name doesn't name those individuals, but it's clear that they were doing covering data and doing uh, and interviewing people about that specific 10-year period of time. And the report says that they knew about it, that they were aware of it, and they did nothing about it, or at least whatever they did about it was ineffective. There was an article in the Star Tribune this past Sunday where the reporters tried to contact the three political leaders, the three meaning the three mayors, and the uh, police chiefs during that period of time. And for the most part, they all declined to be interviewed. The one who did interview, you know, provided comments was uh, R.T. Rybeck, who had this sort of meaningless comment that, oh, gee, you know, my hands were tied and uh, we've got to roll up our sleeves and move forward now. And that is the same sort of attitude of, you know, laissez-faire, whatever happens, that got us here in the first place. Uh, but be, to be clear, Paula Jordana, this is a 10-year period that they're talking about, but this goes back decades. Black people in the state of Minnesota have been complaining about this really since the inception of the state itself. The Urban League Twin Cities was created, formed in 1925, is specifically to address these kinds of concerns. So, Stephen, you end your piece by saying demand, they reform, rehabilitate, and retrofit policing. Now our lives depend on it. What advice would you have for listeners, regardless of of skin color, in terms of getting results and, and moving the needle? Great question. I say that you know somebody who is either an elected official on your city council, uh, who's a cop, you know, who's a member of the, you know, the police federation, uh, you know, a legislator, you know, somebody, and if you don't, shame on you, but you don't have to be shamed for long. You can find that out. It's easily accessible information. Call those folks up and tell them that you demand that they get about the business of reforming our police department now. Make it their number one priority and make it clear to them so that the police are clear that when they are behaving like that, they're, maybe, they're not only not only acting with impunity, they're going to be held accountable, but that the community doesn't support that, that these racist practices do not reflect the values of the community. Because I really believe that these police officers who are committing and who are contributing to this culture of racism are doing so because they believe that they're reflecting the values of the broader community. And it takes the broader community, and specifically the white community, to reject that and to say that is not okay. And so call your congressman, call your state legislator, call your city council member or mayor, and just light up their phones and let them know we want to see reform of racist policing now. Okay. Stephen Belton, President and CEO of the Urban League Twin Cities. It is a powerful piece today uh, in the Star Tribune. Thank yeah. you for writing it. Uh, thank you for always coming on and talking to us about these hard issues. I'm, I feel embarrassed that once again, um, you know, Minneapolis is in the spotlight, and I, I feel embarrassed that this went on under our noses. But now that the public knows, hopefully there can be real change. Thanks, so Thanks much. Stephen. Appreciate the time to be with you. Yep. Bye bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.